Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Hand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable histories. And here is this week's story. In many respects, bravery might be our most human trait because it doesn't just require strength and courage but it also requires it to be done for other people generally and in that sense it's a very very powerful thing it's our most human ideal and our most human ideal is to honor the folks who give up their lives for others and keeping that in mind here is the story of lance nayak albert eka Lance Nike Albert Eka would be immortalized on 3 December 1971 in the Indo-Pak war. To sum up this war very briefly, essentially India sided with East Pakistan against Pakistan to liberate them and to form the nation of Bangladesh. And it was in this war that Lance Nike Albert Eka would go down in history. Albert Eka was born on 27th December 1942. He was born in what is today known as Jharkhand. He was born to Julius and Mariam Eka and they were from the Oroan tribal community. Since he was very young, Albert Eka knew that he would grow up to join the army. And the reason he wanted to join the army so badly was because he felt like the army would fulfill his passion for adventure and action. And which is how he ended up in the army in 1962 he joins the bihar regiment which helps to nurture and to build his character and strength then in 1968 or thereabouts he moves to the 14th battalion of the brigade of guards it is here that he meets his commanding officer who was then known by lieutenant op kohli he retired later in life as a colonel colonel kohli remembers the day very vividly when he first met albert eka albert eka had just passed his battle physical efficiency test and he was marched up to his company commander lieutenant kohli lieutenant kohli remembers him he was a thin dark boy and he remembers how he stood extremely quietly expressionless unable to even make eye contact lieutenant kohli at the time didn't think too much of the man he felt he was very quiet very docile and very unassuming but little did lieutenant kohli know what this quiet docile unassuming man was capable of one other thing that colonel kohli remembers later on in life is this very strange aspect of albert eka albert eka paid no attention to his physical appearance he would often wear whatever uniform was issued to him without caring whether it fit him or not and as a result he would often be seen wearing these very loose clothes very loose uniforms on his thin frame these uniforms billowed like sails in the wind and his company commander lieutenant kohli hated it he absolutely hated it every time he would see him he would stop him and he would rebuke him about his clothes often times he would see that albert eka's belt would just be hanging loosely around his waist and 
Lieutenant Kohli would pull at the belt and ask him to smarten up. But Albert Eka more than made up for this in his physical prowess and his battle readiness. He took part in several counter-insurgency operations and he proved his mettle. But throughout it all, Lance Nayak Albert Eka always kept an expressionless face. You would never know what was going on underneath that calm exterior. There would be all this steel and all this grit that would be hiding beneath his features. And all of them would be on exhibit on 3rd December 1971. On 3rd December 1971, war breaks out and the 14th Battalion is sent to the border. And they have to take part in what is known as the Battle of Ganga Sagar. Now here's what happens at the Battle of Ganga Sagar. Ganga Sagar was a railway station in East Pakistan and it had been heavily fortified by the Pakistanis. There were several bunkers in this railway station that had been fortified and they were ready for battle. The task of the battalion was to clear these bunkers and it was going to be what was dubbed an almost impossible mission. Now, it's usually the job of Tom Cruise, but Lance Nayak, Albert Eka was more than capable and he was going to do something that even Tom wouldn't be able to do. Here's what happens. The plan was this. The Indian army would enter Ganga Sagar railway station and they would attack them with the element of surprise. There would be two companies that would take part in this operation, Alpha Company and Bravo Company. Their task was to clear out these bunkers at whatever cost. It was imperative that they did their job well. They were to do this operation in the night, the night of 3rd December. And under the cover of darkness, they were to make their way to the enemy bunkers. How they would do it is this. They would follow alongside a railway tracks. The land around the railway tracks was extremely swampy and marshy. And if you walked anywhere there, you would find that you would be sunk in the marsh up to your knee. It was almost impossible to march along this marshy area. So what they decided is that they would try to walk alongside this embankment. The embankment went like this. The marsh was here and then an embankment rose up about 8 feet in the air and it was about 8 feet wide. On this embankment were laid out the railway tracks. They had chosen to walk along the railway tracks because they had seen Pakistani troops walking along it before and they knew that if those troops were walking along it then there weren't any landmines laid out in that area and so the two companies are formed and they begin walking along the embankment below the railway tracks the way it was structured was this alpha company would be on the right and bravo would be on the left there would be two guides who would be guiding the two companies on either side of the tracks and they would be guiding them from the top of the embankment. There would be these two guides and those two guides were Lance Nayak Gulab Singh and Lance Nayak Albert Eka. Albert Eka was leading the Bravo company and these two guides are on the top of the embankment making their way in the darkness. They were guiding their company below them as they made their way towards the enemy bunkers. By this time, Lieutenant Kohli has gotten a promotion and he's become Major Kohli. 
Major Kohli was part of the Bravo company as they made their way in the night. Using the cover of darkness being extremely stealthy, they slowly make their way forward. They're inching closer and closer, trying to be as quiet as they can to not alert the Pakistanis who are waiting in their bunkers. Now things were going extremely well, they had gotten extremely close when suddenly one of the two guides trips a trip wire. Trip wire was a wire that is laid across an area and when it is tripped, it lets out an alarm or an explosion. In this case, it was an alarm. As soon as one of the men trips this wire, suddenly these firecrackers burst out of it and shoot up into the air and explode, lighting up the entire area with this incandescent light. The two guides who are on top of the embankment on the railway tracks, they freeze. In this sudden burst of light, they are completely exposed. They freeze in their positions and they wait. Now, in that light, Albert Eka noticed that a bunker was extremely close by and there was a sentry posted right outside the bunker. The firecrackers fizzle out and darkness again descends on the area. Now the sentry in that sudden alarm hadn't fully seen who was out there and in surprise he blurts out, he says, Kaun hai waha? And in a line that could go right into a film, Albert Eka replies, Tera baap. And then he charges at this soldier and with the knife that's stuck to his rifle, he stabs the man. He bayonets him to death. In this bunker, there are four men and they have a light machine gun and a recoilless gun. Now, the Indian army rush toward this bunker and firing begins. It was in this firing that a bullet would hit Albert Eka. He gets shot in the arm. The Indian army are able to overpower this particular bunker. But the noise and the commotion that has erupted because of it alerts all the enemy bunkers around them. Suddenly, the whole place is illuminated and firing begins. There is a lot of bullets that are whizzing past them. Suddenly, the silent night has exploded with sound and violence. Bullets rip and whiz through the air. The men shout these war cries to warm their bodies and the air is filled with the shrieks of agony as bullets pierce skin. And it is in this commotion that the Indian army now charges towards these bunkers. In the illumination, they have seen how many bunkers there are in this railway station. And now they decide to run at them. With these ferocious cries, they launch fearlessly towards these bunkers. The battle is intense. And as they run, Major Kohli sees that Albert Eka is running beside him. And suddenly, a bullet fizzes through the air. And Albert Eka stops dead. He then staggers backward and falls down. Major Kohli looks down and he sees that Albert Eka has been shot at again. And he has been shot in the neck. Now as Albert Eka drops to the ground, Major Kohli looks at him and he feels that this is where Albert Eka's war ends. He's fought extremely bravely, but after taking two bullets, 
it's going to be extremely hard for him to carry on but little did major kohli know that lance nayak albert aka's war was just beginning unbelievably and against all odds lance nayak albert aka gets back onto his feet and continues fighting it's at this critical juncture that something very disastrous begins happening though the indian army had the element of surprise and they had that slight advantage at the beginning now the tide had begun turning toward the pakistani side the bunkers were extremely well fortified and they were still unbreached they had several weapons in it that were posing a hindrance the biggest of all was the medium machine gun or the mmg this gun was extremely potent extremely dangerous it fired nearly continuously and the bullets were very accurate over a large range they were causing a lot of damage in fact the indians didn't even have a gun that was equivalent to it or that could counter it and so the damage that this one single gun was doing was enormous now it is in this moment amidst this confusion on the ground in this area that's filled with light and sound and hanging over is the specter of death in this mass confusion albert aka is able to survey the area assess the situation and figure out what he must do he quickly runs into the swampy marshland and crouches low he then begins making his way toward the bunker that has the medium machine gun he realizes very quickly that unless this machine is stopped the war will not be won he crouches low onto the ground and he's got his rifle gripped tight as he crouches to the ground he can feel the pain in his arm the pain from where he's been shot he can feel an ant crawl up his left leg as he's laying in this marshy ground he starts making his way forward the pain is shooting through him but he pushes these thoughts of pain aside and keeps his eyes locked on the bunker locked at the target which he has to eliminate now as he gets close to the bunker he can feel the full force of this gun this gun rattles in a deadly rattle as it fires continuously the force of this gun is so much that the ground beneath albert aka is shaking but the most terrible sound of all is the sound of the men who are being shot at their agonizing cries waft across the swampy marshland and enter albert aka's ears he knows that he has to act quickly he is now close enough to this bunker to do what he must do and so he puts his gun over his shoulder pulls out a grenade he pulls the pin out with his teeth and then as he's spitting the pin out he lobs the grenade into the bunker now you can imagine what must have happened in that bunker this grenade lands in the middle of it it begins hissing now the two men who are in this bunker they must have seen it and they must have registered shock and surprise and fear 
but they have no time to do anything else they have no time to react the grenade blasts there is an explosion of light and sound and one man in this bunker is thrown straight onto the wall and killed on impact now as the grenade bursts the splinters from this bunker blast outward and some of them hit albert eka now as he gets up he sees that although one man has been dispatched there is still one man left and unfortunately this survivor happens to be the man who is operating the gun he is merely slumped forward onto the gun and so albert eka gets up gets into the bunker through a window and then in a moment of hand to hand combat here's what he does he goes up to this person who's on the medium machine gun he brings his rifle down and then he bayonets him he stabs him with the knife that is on the end of his rifle he stabs this man in the stomach pulls it back out and stabs him again and finally the man dies now as the soldier the pakistani soldier dies he slumps onto the gun albert eka wipes the blood that has spilled onto his face he looks around the bunker and sees that at last this bunker has fallen silent the gun is now dead now as he looks around this bunker satisfied with what he has done he finally feels this tiredness he feels so so very tired meanwhile outside on the battlefield with the mmg silenced the tide turns again this time in the favor of the indian army suddenly the morale is boosted and the men charge with renewed vigor major kohli who had been seeing albert eka is so so proud he had watched albert eka make his way toward the bunker he watched him as he lobbed the grenade and he watched him as he dove into the bunker and killed the remaining man he now sees with relief that albert eka is still standing after this bloody conflict he sees him through this tiny window as this man is still upright he then sees albert eka make his way outside he is now climbing down this ladder to get back onto the ground and then as he is climbing down lance nayak albert eka's body falls limp and he plummets to the ground major kohli can only watch on in horror albert eka had willed his body on despite everything despite getting shot at twice despite getting hit with splinters despite it all but now finally blood loss and bullet wounds had taken their toll it would be because of his decisive and extremely brave action and individual action of unbelievable consequence that the battle of ganga sagar would turn and would be won in the end 11 indian soldiers would lose their lives in the battle of ganga sagar and 55 more would be injured on the pakistani side 25 would lose their lives and 6 would be captured as prisoners of war it was for his bravery and his leadership and decisions that 
लांस नायक एल्बर्ट एका वॉज पॉस्थ्यूमसली अवॉर्डेड द परमवीर चक्र द परमवीर चक्र ऑफकोर्स इज इंडियाज हाइस्ट मिलिट्री ऑनर एंड इट इज रिजर्व फॉर द ब्रेवेस्ट ऑफ द ब्रेव एंड इफ देर आर एनी वर्ड्स दैट कुड डिस्क्राइब लैंस नायक एल्बर्ट एका देन ब्रेवेस्ट ऑफ द ब्रेव वुड पर्हैप्स कम द क्लोजेस्ट so that was the story i hope you enjoyed it if you did then please leave a like and a comment if there are other stories like this one that you would like me to cover then also leave them in the comment section below this particular story was mostly put together from a wonderful write up of lance naik albert eka in the book the brave by rachna bisht rawat this is a book that chronicles several of our paramveer chakra awardees and it's a book that is absolutely worth reading and it does extreme justice to the extreme acts that are depicted within it so if you would uh, like to check out this book or others then you can also head over to penguins youtube channel penguin regularly puts out one minute summaries of their books and um, you can check those out and find the next book that you would like to read That's it from this episode until next time take care and bye bye